Welcome to the Moments That Matter podcast. My name is Laura Escamilla. I'm your host, and I have two very good friends with me today. I have Rochelle. Rochelle is, by profession, a sales representative, and she has one son, Eddie. And I have my friend, Audrey, who is an educator, and she has two sons. She has Evan and she has Matthew. What we're going to talk about today is a little out of my scope, so I have two experts in the field with me. And we're going to start by reminiscing a little bit. When my son Lucas was three years old, he started playing baseball. And when your sons play sports that little, the first thing they tell you they want to be when they grow up is a professional whatever. Mm-hmm. They want to yeah. be a professional baseball player. He's going to be in the MLB. He's going to play for the Astros, all yeah. the fun stuff. And then he started playing football. And then, of course, he's going to play for the Cowboys. So these are the only goals that I feel like little boys who play sports want when they grow up. But the reality is, as you get older, it gets harder and harder to maintain that kind of enthusiasm and work ethic for such a thing. That's why we have you all here today, because both of you have successfully gotten your sons to be Division I college athletes. And that is a big feat. Doing a little research, I realized that there are 8 million student athletes in high school. And only 480,000 get to compete at the college level. That's 6%. Like, this is practically impossible. Wow. But these numbers are insane. And Evan, Evan is a baseball player. Mm -hmm. According to these numbers, there are 482,000 high school athletes and only 2.2% play at Division I. Oh, wow. That's exciting to hear. Yeah. (laughs) And football players, there is a million high school football players and 2.9 play Division I. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's Division One. Obviously, we have Division Two, Division Three yeah. sports, but to get your sons their freshman year into Division One schools, that must have been challenging. Along the way, I'm sure a lot of ups and downs. So that's what we're going to talk about and see if we can give some parents insight on how to make this happen for their kids sure. or, you know, honestly be able to say, I don't know if this can happen. I mean, just right. be realistic because that's a hard yeah. conversation to have. It is hard to talk to your kids about if college is for them, if that's the right move for them just in general, but then to be athletes in school, that's kind of hard. Let's talk about at what point did you know your sons were going to be able to do this? I mean, obviously, I said probably when they're little, they want to do this, want to go to the NFL. Eddie's a football player. Evan's a baseball player. And MLB probably from go from age five or six. And they were both multi-sport athletes. When did we start focusing on what they're doing? For Eddie Lee, it just was apparent very early on that he was good at every sport he played. And his dad, his uncle, his grandpa, and his great-grandpa all played in college. And it never was really out of the question completely. But when we really knew for sure was after his eighth grade year, he was going into the ninth grade. We'd talked about it a lot over the years. I just said, Eddie Lee, do you want to get a scholarship? to go to college. And he said, yes. And I said, which sport? And immediately he said football. And the reason I said that, because basketball at that time seemed to me was equal to football, his love. But he immediately said football without any hesitation. And that's when I said, okay, why don't we do this? Why don't we put all of our eggs in the football basket? You can still play basketball in high school, but we'll do all camps, all training will go towards football. Because if you want a scholarship, we know how hard it is. 
and know how much work it's going to be. So let's do that. And that's we as a family made that decision. And did you already know at that point because of the family history of what was required to do that? Or did you have to do research on that? No, I didn't know the, all the answers because there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle mm-hmm. there. I think being very open and talking with people and getting their opinion, especially people that have done it already. So yeah, I guess I did do some research and I did find out the private camps were super expensive and everybody went to them, but the college camps were $10 and $15. Mm-hmm. And that is really where you needed to go because the college coaches are on the campus and they can see you. Mm-hmm. But that took a while. We did a lot of things leading up to that, but right. That was one of the things that I learned. Eighth grade is when you started to have that serious conversation. That's when I did. I don't know um, the right answer there. Right. But I think playing multiple sports is super good. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. think enjoying your junior high and high school athletics is paramount. Right. And for us, just as parents, also with our kids, just playing sports in junior high and outside of school. That was a big thing. I don't want to have to make you go. The sport should never be something I need to force you to practice or force you to do. You have to enjoy it and want it. Mm -hmm. And that was early on. If you don't want to go to practice or you don't want to do this, we're done because this is too much work. So I imagine at that level, it has to be self-motivated. I would just, a caveat here is... It can't be your love. It has mm-hmm. to be the child's love. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last thing we want is for them to be miserable because mm-hmm. we're making them do it. And it was the same for us, too, with our family. His dad, his grandpa, they all played sports in high school, even in college levels. It's something that ran in the family. So right when he was itty-bitty, we started Boys and Girls Club mm-hmm. at a young age, did the rec league. His dad even coach the right, sport mm-hmm. I mean Evan started like at four mm-hmm. years old and from then on he loved it he enjoyed it and of course he did play football as well and he loved it as well but it just always seemed like he was just so into baseball for us as well it was around the middle school time that actually a little before that that we started doing those select teams investing in those world series events and honestly I can say it was all worth it because for baseball, that's really where you're going to get looked at and get seen later on as mm-hmm. far as from the schools. And those select teams are the ones that actually the coaches do help you get noticed or get your right. get your son noticed. So for baseball was mm-hmm. very much the outside um, mm-hmm. activities, the, the club yes. stuff, the travel leagues and all that, those kind of things. I'm, I remember, I don't know at what point it happened for Evan because we've known each other for a long time. That he was playing in the Junior Olympics or some sort of team of that nature, um, right? He did get it to like 15, play in um, the USA team. Okay. He was able to go do some camps with that that he got selected for. And but that was actually hosted at a college. Those are really the things for baseball oh, that yes. got him noticed. Definitely. Right. And I highly encourage a lot of parents that ask us, yes, I really do agree with the select sports for baseball because that's really where they're going to get Right, one. not really mm-hmm. so much on the school team, but... Well, and with like the high school, the coach, you know, we were blessed to have a really good coach at that high school that he was at, and he did help as well. Mm-hmm. The high school coaches did really push and send emails as well. Evan would, of course, reach out to him. How about for Eddie? Was mm-hmm. that also, you said the camps and stuff is where he got noticed? Yeah, one of the things that I think 
really helped him overall because we didn't just do seven on seven, which is really popular now. It was really catching on when Eddie got into like the ninth grade. And so that's kind of the seven on seven is kind of like the club. Uh, But we did a lot of club basketball. And what I think helped Eddie Lee with the club basketball is we played some really outstanding athletes mm-hmm. and initially had a lot of anxiety as a little boy playing the really exceptional athletes. But we kept rolling them out there. and But mm-hmm. he wanted to do it. Right. But he was afraid. He had anxiety. But we kept at it. And I think what happens when he got to experience all that travel, club, basketball, your confidence goes up because you're actually having playing time and you're right. playing exceptional athletes. And the first sport he started was soccer. And mm-hmm. then we started doing baseball. He played with Evan. Mm-hmm. Sammy was the coach yeah. and one of the teams mm-hmm. when they were like five yeah. or six years old. And then when we got to junior high, he actually even played soccer in junior high. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in junior high, you get to play almost everything. I think just the exposure of all of it builds yeah. and it gives the kid confidence and you know, there's there's more than just that. They make friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's right. how we all know each other. They make friends in all the districts. Yes. Like, even out of town, I'm the friends to... that they make on these right. yeah. trips, you know. There's more benefit than just the kid mm-hmm. being exposed to all that competition. So Definitely. I think competition is really a big one. So you kind of mentioned coaches writing letters or sending emails. And what is that process like when you actually start getting into the, we want to get seen film footage, you know, their stats and all those kind of things that I'm just saying words because I looked up stuff, but I imagine these are all processes. I know the coaches and the college level are not allowed to contact the athlete Mm -hmm. in high school. The coaches can reach out to them and send emails and their high rec- school coach. Yeah, like mm-hmm. recommendations and also their uh, coaches mm-hmm. for travel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they can't talk to them. The, the yeah, student. To the athlete mm-hmm. during How about high school. the parents? They can, but it's recommended that you don't interfere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let the coaches do it. It's a lot more professional. And since they work with your athlete, they can give a lot more information, information. than just yeah. as a parent that mm-hmm. I think they're amazing. Is Definitely. that the same for football? Well, what's nice about football is the huddle. Yeah, Everybody it has it. A coach just goes on to huddle if they mm-hmm. hear about this kid and they can watch what he did Friday yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. And they get three different angles. So that's a huge thing in the football world, right. huddle. But I think back in the day, coaches would get so much film. But mm-hmm. I think just getting your name out there. Twitter. See, yeah, Twitter's Twitter is huge mm-hmm. now. You know, be very careful what you put on mm-hmm. Twitter. And mm-hmm. so that is used and very, very yeah. helpful. But going to the camps is great because you're tweeting, okay, I'm going to be at yeah. Texas A&M or I'm going to be at UTSA. Mm-hmm. And you're tagging the different coaches yeah. and it's easy to get I'm their names, their right? Targets. So yeah. that's kind of how it's done these days. Yeah, And it's safe to say that aside from these travel teams and camps, there was additional training happening, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's an so, investment itself. Yeah. We had all kinds of trainers, st- strength mm-hmm. trainers, and he went to multiple ones. Even in baseball, he went to a pitching coach, yeah. a hitting mm-hmm. coach, and mm-hmm. then of course, in football, there's multiple things right. like quarterback coach, and he had several of those. His dad helped him, several coaches. But yes. So, and then the investment a, is 
taking them to right. every single mm-hmm. practice and it was daily. My follow-up is as a parent, how do you support? And it's really just this, obviously monetarily to pay for these things, yes. help oh, yeah. find the coaches, sit there during their practice because sometimes at this point they're not driving and mm-hmm. you're going and waiting and mm-hmm. watching. I was like the only mom lots of times, not always, mm-hmm. but I would just sit and wait because yeah. why come home, right? Exactly. Just, waiting. You, you <laughs> talk to other parents because I'm a talker. I'm going to ask lots of questions yeah. and it does take a village. It does. We went in not knowing really like, how do we do this? But As we did meet a lot of parents, I would say more when we went out of town, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you would just hear lots of things, make sure they post their videos when they are hitting or Mm -hmm. at batting practice or pitching. And I was like, oh, okay. It was a big learning experience. Honestly, for baseball, his junior year, he went to Atlanta and Mm -hmm. that's where the big perfect games are where the coaches will take them. Mm -hmm. There are colleges from everywhere, and that is actually where he got his first offer. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, wait a minute. Like, what what are the questions (laughs) he can ask? Because once a coach will approach their coach and say, we want to offer Evan this, Mm -hmm. then we can call them with our son and talk about what that offer is. So Mm -hmm. at some point, is there a conversation with your child about the qu- kind of questions they should be asking yes. and the kind of information they should have when they're talking? Like you to- don't want to jump on it right away. You right. want to see what they have to offer because there's probably other coaches that saw you and we still have five other days here. And years ahead. I mean, yes. Still. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's exciting for them because they're like, oh, my gosh, this is a D1 school that just, just gave me an offer. Right away, they just want to jump on it. And but take it's it. like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so from then... From that weekend into the week on, he had other coaches. We would call them back because they would contact the coach and give offers. And Was that also Eddie's first experience? Yeah. So it was smaller schools initially. And so COVID messed up a lot of things. It messed up a lot of things for a lot of us. Because going in his senior year, he got no camps, no junior days. That was a a level playing field for everybody in those two grades. Everybody was doing it. Yeah. So it was a little different, but yeah. So he started getting offers from smaller schools and he would post them on Twitter because we were Mm -hmm. coached to do that, which was correct Mm -hmm. information. It's not like you're bragging. You're just saying, I just got offered. We kind of knew Baylor was a school that he was really interested in and it was his great-grandpa and his dad and his uncle. And I went there too. And so we knew he was on the board. We had a, a a person helping that knew the coaches directly. So what that means, they literally write out on a white chalk dry erase board names of Potential quarterbacks, right? Recruits, and Eddie was on the board, but he was on the bottom of the board. And we knew that. Yeah. And so we knew that his chances were not very good there. So then we kind of took a step back. Okay. Instead of power five, maybe group of five. Mm -hmm. And um, so then when UTSA showed interest, we really got excited about that because um, Coach Trailer was brand new um, at UTSA. He had been there one year, 2020. And, you know, that was a very weird year. Mm -hmm. They actually did play um, most of the season. And um, he just seemed... Genuine to me, 
he did mm-hmm. seem like that to Renee, my husband, and um, to Eddie Lee, to Eddie Lee's dad. Like we all just sensed that this was a good fit mm-hmm. for lots of reasons. You asked those questions. Well, how many quarterbacks? Where do you see Eddie Lee? Would he redshirt his first year? We didn't know to ask some of those questions. Mm-hmm. Looking back at it, I probably would ask different and even more questions now, but what, I didn't what know. Would those questions be? Just very realistic his position coach asking mm-hmm. the position coach what are you looking for where do you actually see Eddie Lee mm-hmm. in that lineup and where do you see these other kids and just mm-hmm. be more specific about that and they're going to answer you mm-hmm. they, they are I mean it's not a game I agree with you on that yeah because we didn't know what kind of questions to ask either and at that time he's a utility player yeah, and yeah. it's like is he going to play yeah right. you know right but do you feel if you had more information, you might have made a different choice? Possibly, yes, because I know now when people ask us, we'll give them advice as well. Right. Like, you should ask this or... Well, and ask about, is it a full scholarship? Mm-hmm. What does it pay for everything? Is this a genuine offer, like a hard offer? Because the school has to offer all these scholarships because they're not going to get them all. Yeah. And that's very similar to college admissions. Exactly. They make offers and not every kid going to accept their yeah. position to attend. That's what I really, I would ask more than anything. Yeah. The position that your kid plays, talk to the position coach. Mm-hmm. We didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I, I think we should have. And I can say that I do remember when we talked with that first coach when we were in, in Atlanta on the phone, I was like, okay, are books involved in this? Is living? Mm-hmm. Because every sport's different as far as the amount of scholarship that they give. And it just depends on what position they play. Mm -hmm. So those were very good questions because you want to know what you're going to have to pay when that portion is. Do I understand correctly that there are offers to play, but they don't come with the scholarship? Or is if they get an offer, it comes with a scholarship? It's called preferred walk-on, but they tell you straight up. That is never held from you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to offer you a position, but it's called um, preferred walk on. Right. Okay. But no, and it comes with no right scholarship uh, you, dollars. You, right. You don't get anything paid for, but you are treated like a scholarship athlete. Mm-hmm. Like you have all access to the training and, and mm-hmm. everything. As far that, as the team is concerned, as as there's as no as difference. It's just the tuition and school situation. Mm-hmm. Correct. So, what did that look like? academically for your kids? Did they need to worry about their SATs and ACTs and their grades? And what what was your expectation of them? Grades, yes. I mean, when we got a little more educated on it, when this process was already happening, because he had verbally committed mm-hmm. already as a junior mm-hmm. in high school, just verbally, it was like, okay, you've got to keep that GPA up, Evan. You know, you've got to work hard. Your grades can't be lower than this. Because once you get into college, they did have a recommended GPA that you mm-hmm. had to keep in order to keep that scholarship. Right. So he wanted it. The fortunate thing is Eddie Lee didn't have to have an SAT or ACT score. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to. That was a blessing. But 2.0, I think, is what... Mm-hmm. You can't fall below Just that. Pass, yeah, because you have to maintain that to keep your scholarship. But I think that's only nine hours, if I'm correct. Now, that's football. And yeah. I don't know if that's baseball. I believe baseball, they had to have 12 hours and maintain, I think, no lower than a 2.8. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's 85 scholarships in Division One football. And that pays for your school and room and board. Mm-hmm. That is what yeah. Eddie Lee received when he went to UTSA. Let's back up a little bit and talk about 
your children when they leave? I know Eddie Lee graduated early from high school to get there for spring ball. How did that feel as a parent? Were you prepared for that? You're waiting for your kid yeah, to leave mm-hmm. in August and they yeah. leave in, in January. Yeah, th- that was very interesting because number one, that was COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And normally right. football season would have ended in December. Mm-hmm. Football season didn't end until January because mm-hmm. we went to the fourth round at, at Eddie's right. senior yes. year and we played January 1. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that following weekend, he really <laughs> wanted to do something with his friends so I took him to San Antonio to Fiesta Texas and the next Thursday we moved him in so was I ready no yeah no no but that's not required of all college athletes and it's not that's common for football it's very common for skilled players in football now Mm -hmm. very common like Mm -hmm. for for instance when Eddie Lee went in spring 2021 UTSA was just not on the radar at all for football. It it had only been in existence 10 years at that time, or maybe nine years at that time. And it was two players, him and S's roommate. This last spring, 19 kids came because they're winning. And it's so like, they want to be there from the start. Because, like, for the quarterback, he's got to learn every position and every. The whole offense, all the defense. So he hasn't learned a lot. lot. Mm -hmm. So it was beneficial. But because it was 2020, the fall, he didn't go to school one time. That part wasn't hard because it wasn't a normal senior year. Mm -hmm. I would have loved for him to have gone to prom and graduated, but he had already gone to college and he was like, no, I'm not doing that. So, you know, for me, I would have liked that because he was my, he's my only son, but I don't think about it much now. You know, and Evan, I recall... He would have to go live in the summer with like a host family to play ball and to do these things. That must have been also difficult to well handle. So, well, actually, well, let me think here. So let me backtrack. So when he graduated what, in 2020, he had to go to his college. I believe he had to be there in July. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty early. Mm-hmm. But that was COVID. Mm-hmm. So it was very different. So... Basically, all their classes were there. They had to stay in the in the apartment with his uh, roommate, mm-hmm. the other baseball players. And then at this college, he got to practice and play, but then ended up getting redshirted. And which to me, I think was actually a blessing because he was able to see how it, how everything was going over there and how it worked. But then ended up getting COVID right before season was going to start. Because mm. I believe they can allow red shirts to play maybe two games or so. So it was kind of just different mm-hmm. and not the experience that he was hoping to have. Or somebody going into day. Yes. So at that point, he had decided to not take a scholarship for the next year and go into the portal. So for the portal... It's kind of a database where these college athletes can go in and get picked up by a school. And his whole goal was, I want to go to a school where I'm going to play. You know, you have that goal in mind. So while he was in that portal, he did do summer ball for a collegiate league. Mm -hmm. And we were so lucky enough to have a really good friend of ours that lived in New Braunfels and allowed him to live with him Mm -hmm. while he played on this collegiate league. So he was able to get looked at. During that time. So that's really where he got his next offers coming from that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very different, you know, 
from other sports um, with baseball, they can go to like three different schools just based on playing time and what they're wanting to do. So he decided to go the junior college, the JUCO route. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, he picked a wonderful school and he played both years. And it was funny because Evan went in as a utility player for the D1 school Mm -hmm. and then ended up being a pitcher because that's what the coach saw. That was his really good strength. But that was, am I correct? That's what he did in high school, right? He was a pitcher. He did utility. So he he was a pitcher. I believe he was a shortstop, outfield, wherever they needed him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he could do anything and he was batting and everything. So coming down to the JUCO level, which people will ask us, like, you know, I don't know, like I want my son to go D1, but we're like, well, there's nothing wrong with JUCO because he, Evan, had like the best experience and he got to play and that's the most important thing. Now that he got those two years and got his associates there, now he got picked up by another D1 school. Right. So he will be going back to a back and got an extra year of eligibility because of COVID. Yeah. Right. So he'll get two years hopefully there. So, so. he's entering his fourth year of playing yeah. college level mm-hmm. and... Does he feel like, I imagine he grew and he, maturity-wise oh, and it's yes, really made a difference. What, what I remember this being a, a, a discussion, how did that shape him going into his freshman year with these other players that were obviously older and bigger yes, and stronger? Way older. I mean, some you of had them men went with mustaches. Too, it right? was like, oh my gosh, big, strong guys. You know, you've got this 18-year-old coming in, just mm-hmm. turned 18 in May. Mm-hmm. And it was like in this amazing university with beautiful facilities, Mm -hmm. awesome uniforms. They give them everything. Right. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, I need to compete. Like, you know, you're back home. You're like amazing and you're doing well. And now you're in a place where all these guys did amazing at their schools. So it's it's your competing level. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're the, not the star anymore. You're, not you're the star one anymore. of a lot. You're of, with all the stars. Right. The so. other 2.2% yes. <laughs> of athletes. So that, it's all about keeping your mind right. straight. And mm. that was something he really had to learn was right. how to stay focused, not get beat down mentally. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of calls from Sam and I sending him articles, motivational Just quotes, encouraging. encouraging him so he could stay positive. Right. And not get broken down because it and, really takes a toll right. on them. And, and I know that Eddie as well, there's some grown men, they're <laughs> playing football. Eddie's a big guy yeah. and he looks so small that first year. We yeah. go support him and it's like, oh my gosh, he's just little <laughs> compared to some of these yeah. men. Yeah. And so he, Eddie Lee was redshirted his freshman year, but we knew that. So mm-hmm. no surprise. Oh. But NCAA rules now allow red shirts to play. They can play up to four games. Mm-hmm. And so he got in mm-hmm. um, and actually played his freshman year. And then last year, he was coming off an injury. He had a foot, so he broke his foot. And so he was recuperating in the summer. And that was a bummer. Almost all football players and probably baseball players too yeah. were going to suffer a, injury. an injury. It's mm-hmm. just, it's the nature of the beast. Yeah. And so that is when he did get down. He was struggling, yeah. but he, um, he came back, he bounced back and, um, you know, praise God. And he did play some last year, but 
we are ready. (laughs) We like all of us. What kind of advice would you give other parents who are dealing with these kind of setbacks with their kids, you know, injuries and playtime? And you mentioned you send Evan little notes of encouragement, but that must be hard when you're not with them. I remember you going, I'm going to go see Eddie for cook him some meals Mm -hmm. and kind of just kind of lift his spirits. I mean, I think as a mom, you know your kid, right? Right. You know, Skylar or Lucas when they're down or, Mm -hmm. you know, you know your kids when they're Mm -hmm. down. And just running up there, which is a blessing that it's not very far to drive Mm -hmm. to San Antonio at TUCSA. I I haven't done that often, but I have done that. Um, Boys are kind of private. They're, they don't, Mm-hmm. Express they try not a lot. to show it. Yeah, but I ex- think we worry a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, there would be times during my lunch break, I would be like, "Hey, how you doing? How's it going? How you feeling today? Love mm-hmm. you." And just waiting for that response, like, right. mm-hmm. "Oh my gosh," because they're not here, and it's you want to just keep their spirits up and right. and have them know that you're thinking about exactly. them, even if they're not exactly. responding. Yeah. yeah. Even if they're not thinking about you. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, why haven't you called? It's been a few days. But yeah. I mean, we get it. I mean, they're so busy. Mm-hmm. So busy. What athletes. does that look like academics wise there? Skylar was a tutor for athletes mm-hmm. her senior year, and she would talk about how they're required to do so many tutoring sessions and study time. What does that look like at I, that level? Yeah. So initially when they're brand new, they're required to do certain so um, hours. hours of study hall. Mm-hmm. But as they get older, that's, you know, not such a stringent requirement. Yeah. They get more lenient if their grades are good. Yeah. Uh, passing, you know. Now, if they're not passing, then that's another oh. story. But academics, I mean, it's hard because he, playing football is a full-time job. I'm sure baseball is too. Okay. I have Life 360 on my phone and I can see the amount yeah. of hours that Eddie Lee is at the True. facility. Mm-hmm. And and it's early morning. Um, they go, they do it in the morning. So like he's there at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. That's hard on a college student because yeah. they don't go to bed early. Very early. And every day, and he has made the travel team since day one. Mm-hmm. So in yeah. the fall, from August to December, he's off one weekend. One. Yeah. That's, that's hard yeah. for us, you know. Right. So school's hard. It's a beat down in the fall. I mean, he loves fall. it and we all love yeah. it, but it's a commitment. It it's is hard. a huge commitment and it, the grind is hard. And I, th- I want to say this. I used to hear the saying, it's not for everyone. And I used to think, oh, I don't like that. Because to me, what I heard was, you're not tough enough. Right. I totally understand that statement now. It is not for everyone. And there is no shame in that, Mm -hmm. by the way. Our kids happen to love what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so it it trumps the grind. Right. Even though the grind's hard, Mm -hmm. it trumps it. And I would say for D1 baseball, they would train in the fall, just strictly train. And then in the spring is all baseball season. But now when you go to the junior college level, you play fall. And games and spring, spring. Games. so it is full on mm-hmm. but oh my gosh evan loved it like right. i mean they're it's constantly play playing time. exactly it's more play time, more play time. Mm-hmm. yeah right. and the coach gets to see in junior college okay who am i gonna play in the spring mm-hmm. who's you know who's gonna oh, get yeah. that time and who are my pitchers so it's very different mm-hmm. but the setting is smaller 
Now for classes, they don't really have any tutors. They're all on their own. But it just That's seemed Juco like level. Yeah. yeah. And it, all the guys would had an like would room together. And so mm-hmm. they would just be helping each other throughout mm-hmm. these classes. But with all the traveling and all the mm-hmm. game days, the missing of class and stuff, oh, yeah. that still had to be challenging oh, yeah. to self-manage yourself. And it was online. The classes yeah. were online. So get to take his laptop with him, mm-hmm. work on, the on it, bus late. or what have you. Do it when they got back to the mm-hmm. apartment. So it was just managing his time well. And he had to really learn that. And of course, as a mom, I'd be like, Evan, how are you doing? How are your grades? Are you doing okay? Yes, mom. Yes, I've got it. I've got it. So it's mm-hmm. just kind of trying to let go as they get older. Like, right. okay, you've got it. Like, But at the D1 level, you want to worry about their grades too, because you're talking about their scholarship yes, offers too, right? right? So for, for Eddie, not to get too personal, but his scholarship covered, you said, tuition and room and board Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's a common thing and for evan that first year was um it was partial Mm -hmm. he got a partial amount um and a lot of that from what we were told is based on positions Mm -hmm. what they play um it just depends so different positions get different scholarship amounts okay is that true for football Mm -hmm. also or is that just your player 85 scholarships Mm -hmm. and then they usually carry close to 100 kids now, travel, and this is a number, I used to know exactly what it was, but I want to say 58, 60 travel. That's a rule, an NCAA rule. But Eddie got to travel every, he's traveled every game. Yeah, and that gonna... experience to see different places and stadiums and, and facilities. you learn and a yes. lot. Yeah. You, you learn, and, and he's had a great mentor. The, the kid that's ahead of him, Frank mm-hmm. Harris, has been a great mentor to him and so he has great coaches. Yeah. Now that he's on his third offensive coordinator because the first one went keep to getting hired. Yeah, <laughs> the first one went to Illinois and the second one went to Oregon and now we're on our third one. But yeah. so do the boys obviously you talked about the rigor of their schedules and their practice mm-hmm. outside of that. And there's still additional training. I know you mentioned Eddie, like off season stuff. He's doing extra work and still continuing mm-hmm. to work and you have to keep it up. You're talking about seasons, but there's no breaks. We're constantly no, it's still constant. paying yeah. for that. Yeah. I mean, in our mind, it, it's an investment. Right. And the whole goal at the end is your child wants to get drafted. When they're draft eligible, they want to make a career of it. And as parents, we support what their dreams are. Right. And that, mm-hmm. if they're willing to put in the work, exactly. right? Because there's, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. And I think Audrey mentioned it before, and you've said it. it We've never had to force Eddie to work for football. Now, there were other sports that were that uh, were yeah baseball. He, <laughs> he, he I get he was he liked baseball, but he didn't like to practice baseball. And he was good. He just wanted yeah, to play. Yeah. But he just wanted to play. Yeah. But football. I mean, and he's now. I mean, he's in college and still does extra. Yeah. Right. And still and still gets it. up and does extra. Mm-hmm. So advice Mm -hmm. for parents of high school athletes, let's say the freshman athlete who has these aspirations and parents want to be supportive. When do you start and what point do you start film and keeping track and investing in this from go? Well, I say first and foremost, and, and I know in the baseball world, it's prevalent. It certainly is in the football world, too. A lot of times the parent wants it more than the kid. And so let's start there. Does your kid really want this? Mm -hmm. Let's start there. Because if they do, then they are going to work hard. 
because yeah. they're not naive to how yeah. hard it's going to be. Mm-hmm. They don't know the extent of it, but they're not completely naive yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, a good starting place. And then you have to be realistic. I mean, are they the star on the team or one of the stars on the team? Because they're going to have to be. And that, is the team good? Yeah. yeah. I right. Mean, is yeah. the team playing challenging? And of course, they right. had their schools that they wanted really right. bad. You right. know, Evan had the school schools that he was just hoping to get. Same with Eddie. You mm-hmm. mentioned Baylor. And then we yeah. took him to those camps, too, to get looked at at those mm-hmm. colleges. One of the things that we've heard and I'm not kidding when I say 50 times from not just parents. The Rio Grande Valley is not recruited for football. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And they'll say your teams don't play hard other teams. Mm-hmm. So the who cares what Eddie Lee did? It, you know, so w- that was a battle we had to fight. OK, well, watch his film mm-hmm. and let him come to your camp. We just kept getting him out there, getting, <laughs> rolling him out yeah. there. <laughs> we went to so many things. And it's not a regret mm-hmm. because you pick up a little bit from every camp, mm-hmm. every trainer. Yeah. You, you switch trainers. You switch, you yeah. know, things because you learn different things. We even did yoga for a while. Yes, uh, we did Pilates. Yes. <laughs> Just, I mean, we, Pilates. on yeah. top of all yes. the strength mm-hmm. and training yeah. and then the position and all that, we did that. I remember doing that. But just... Yeah. And then started eating better. Right. That nutrition. Care of themselves. So Eddie Lee is attention deficit. And I took him to a coach, an attention deficit coach here locally in, in the Valley, going into junior high. And one of the things she told us, you and I, eat real food. So I started cooking breakfast every single morning. That was probably sixth yeah. grade mm-hmm. till he graduated. Right. Um, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I know and, Sam yeah. was cooking yes. steaks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Make- make- Dinner, he would make like, so like he would get up super early in the morning, which he's doing it for Matthew too now. And he would make a mistake or, you know, have chicken to have for lunch. Yes. Just so we knew they were eating well. Yeah. No, it's school lunch was never enough. Yeah. No. And it's (laughs) just when I say it takes a village, it takes a village. And I wasn't working Mm -hmm. when Eddie was in school. So Mm -hmm. I was the one that took him to everything and yeah. it wasn't as difficult to make dinner and breakfast and lunch because yeah. I wasn't working. Yeah. So I was able to pour in more for him. And that was a blessing that our family was able to do that at that time. Yeah, right. definitely. That's a really good piece of advice because that's not different for colleges. Make sure your child wants it, you know, because yeah. even as parents are like, oh, it'd be so awesome. Of course you want your kid to go to an Ivy League and of mm-hmm. course you want your kid yeah. to be a doctor, but What do they want to do and what are they prepared to put the work in for? So that's very important to reflect, sit down and reflect before you start on the journey. Yes, yes. And I think you've got to be realistic about it. And are they good enough? I mean, I think we asked ourselves that. Is Eddie Lee good enough? And And I want to say just knowing both of you and knowing your families and being around you on this journey I want to say maybe you all were the most critical of of them and their play because for us watching Eddie on that field, we're like, oh my God, yeah, he's so exciting. amazing. Yeah. It's exciting, amazing. And you're like, well, he could have this or he could have that. And the same yeah. for Evan, we go to his games and oh my gosh, he struck out all these players. Yeah. And then you had, you know, his dad, Sam, yeah. but like, this did not go the so way nervous. it was supposed to be planned, you know, so I feel like. Watching he... on TV is what's nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. We couldn't go to all his games, mm-hmm. but we were able to watch it on mm-hmm. TV 
I couldn't even stay in the room. Mm -hmm. I had to go out to the living room. Stan would be in the bedroom watching and I'm like, Well, you started oh. eating. I mean, you started yes. a business yes. making bracelets that got so nerve wracking. So it's just so nerve wracking because you just want them to do so well. Yeah, and, right, of course. And then we're waiting for that text message after like, how are you feeling? What mm -hmm. do you think, Evan? How are you doing? And right. Just, oh. yeah. I, I want to say what's been um, such a huge blessing is the support of the Real Grand Valley. Yeah. Wow. I mean, um, at, there's uh, been a couple of games the two years that Eddie's been uh, on the team that they let the crowd go down into mm -hmm. onto the field. And yes, do, we were there. Yes, and do autographs. <laughs> got and it is so cool so how supportive mm -hmm. the real Grand Valley is it's humbling and yeah. incredibly hum humbling and people have reached out to me on social media because they don't mm -hmm. actually know me and, and just so complimentary and it's so it's I just want to shout out to the RGB so one of the things that I think is so important about this journey that your boys are on is that you know you mentioned both of you your sons had people ahead of them to look up to and to know that it's possible, right? Mm -hmm. To know that his dad played and his grandpa mm -hmm. and his uncle and his dad, you know, when mm -hmm. played here and they're athletes and it's possible. But your sons are that for somebody, right? So that's where the support comes from because there's little boys that exactly. this is possible. Mm -hmm. Somebody from here did this because not everybody has that. Not everybody has mm -hmm. a parent or somebody in their family who played at the college level. So they look to the next group and it's somebody from our community yeah. who goes and does this and puts the work in. It's yeah. possible if I do these things and work. Mm -hmm. And that's so important. So the journey, if anything, whatever happens mm -hmm. years from now, that is important because it's opening the door for somebody else. Yes. Like you said, they, they don't come to the RGV, but they might now mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. Eddie right. does everything that we hope he will, they might. And the same yeah. with baseball. It may, it's you know, just, and I we're can, not. Yeah. yeah. And I can add to that, that while Evan was at this JUCO level, he had a very good relationship with this coach. The mm -hmm. coach was amazing. So nice. And actually, Sam even got to talk with him, too, to where Sam and Evan were able to say, oh, well, there's this guy here at this high school that's mm -hmm. doing great. You know, maybe you got to look at him. So they were actually able to try to recruit guys from here. And I think that was really nice that right. they were. Yeah. Fortunately and unfortunately, mm -hmm. we live in an area that is a really tight community, but mm -hmm. we are in South Texas and we are in an area that is overlooked for a lot, not just in sports, yeah. but in education right. and in, in all kinds of things, which is one of the main reasons we're doing this podcast, just to have access to things that students in larger communities have readily available and we mm -hmm. just don't. And yeah. that is one of the important things about what we're trying to do and what the boys are doing. It's that everybody's carrying them on their shoulders. Mm -hmm. But because it's so exciting to see kids from the community doing well. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. I agree. Yeah. So. And, they're, and they are so for each other. Like, Eddie and Evan are so for each other, right. you know, because it. I guess there's a a brotherhood of going to college and playing a sport. I mean, they right? grew up together. Yes. They were itty bitty yeah. when they were playing. And, and now they're men mm -hmm. and they'll message each other, keep in touch with each other. It's just great. So to kind of wrap everything up, what would you say if at the end of this journey, they walk away with a college degree and the dreams, the goals, they don't really pan out but from what it sounds like 
they had an amazing journey. Like the people they've met, the relationships they've built, the, experience the experiences, they've made, yeah. the places they've seen. I mean, it's worth it, right? I mean, oh, it's 100%. Yes, definitely. I mean, sports is such a parallel to life, you know? It teaches you to be mentally tough. Yes. Mm -hmm. It teaches you to be a team player, mm -hmm. uh, humble. And so, yeah, I mean, of course, that's the dream because when they, they've been right. wanting to do that. I mean, Eddie used to tell me, when I'm in, well, it used to be the NBA. When I'm in the NBA, I'm going to buy you a condo in Santa <laughs> oh, yes. Monica, California. Yeah. <laughs> but now I guess it's the NFL. But of course, like you were yeah. saying at the very beginning. So but no, it's absolutely 100% worth it um, yeah. because of all of it, oh, all, the ups, and the downs, and all of it. Overcoming challenges. You know, Isaac and I talk about this a lot with the kids. Both our kids were in sports and life lessons that that teaches you. But I imagine at this level, the getting up when you've been knocked down figuratively and physically, Definitely. both. It's mentally draining Yeah, for and them. just to, okay, we lost this one and let's go again. Or exactly. I didn't get to play, but let's go back out there. That That's kind of priceless. You yes. can't put a dollar amount on that. Yeah. In life, that takes you really far. Yeah, I think that our kids are going to have no trouble in life, yeah. right? whatever they do. Mm -hmm. They've learned a lot. Right. I mean, I can definitely say Evan's learned a lot just right. through this whole journey because it's very different. With baseball, you can go to three to four different schools, totally different ball game. But just with all that, he's learned so much and how to adapt, adapt to it mentally, physically, mm -hmm. um, cooking for himself, making sure he eats well. Because mm -hmm. the food's not always that Sam's great. Sam's not going to be there. Yeah, Sam's not there to make him those, those, that good food. But I've really seen a big difference in him. And, and yeah, his maturity very positive. And, right. And would you recommend that people start or parents start with looking at colleges, with sports, D1, D2? How do we start finalizing? Because in college, when you're looking for universities, we mm -hmm. talk about Focusing on the school that offers the major the, that the you want, the program mm -hmm. that they have. And is it a good fit in the community and, and the goals of the school? That must be really hard. Yeah, as an and athlete. all these things are important. And I think if you as a parent can be realistic mm -hmm. and your son or daughter, they're younger and so they're not as mature, but you have to be realistic. Mm -hmm. And um, are they a D1? Because there's nothing wrong with D2 or D3 mm -hmm. or DUCO. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. So I think you kind of get caught up on the name. And if you can just really be realistic and ask the tough questions and get some honest feedback from collegiate coaches and see when your kid goes to the camp, what do you see? Mm -hmm. And I most collegiate coaches are going to be honest because this is their job. At least that's been my experience. Oh, I agree. And I remember telling Sam, I wish I would have known how it really is for baseball playing in junior college because it's so different and just playing time is so different. And the experience is so personal because when you go to a D1 school, I mean, it's big. It's a big amount of guys and just the levels are just extreme. And if we would have known, because the whole idea was he wanted to go D1 so bad. But now that I know there is nothing wrong going junior mm -hmm. college level right. first mm -hmm. and then working your way up to mm -hmm. that D1 school mm -hmm. at the end after your two years. Because I believe you're required to do two years of junior college and then you get picked up by a school. Because that's where they're going to see how you play. Right. And I, do I really want this guy? Rather than go straight to D1 and they're not going to know really what you're about. Right. So I would 
highly recommend not to overlook jump, that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, ladies. Was, thank you. Very educational for me. Thank you so much for your time. It was wonderful. Thank you. It was, thank it was you. fun. It was fun. <laughs>